Welcome to A Canadian Investing in the U.S., a podcast and YouTube channel focused on Canadians buying real estate with host Glenn Sutherland. Welcome to another episode of A Canadian Investing in the U.S. This week, my, <laughs> this week, my guest is Pete Palermo. Uh, Pete, tell us a little bit about yourself. I live in Hamilton, Ontario, born and raised here by way of had little stops in Niagara Falls and lived in Orlando for a bit. Yeah. Um, real estate agent have been for a while and I invest in the USA. You mentioned that you lived in Orlando for a bit. Did that get yeah. you, was it for employment? Like, did you get an SSN or? Yeah. T- I had a TN visa. So a okay. uh, little background. My parents moved there after I graduated high school. Yeah. Um, just wasn't the right, right time for me. So I stayed back. Then I got married, um, had my first kid, and then we decided to give it a shot. Okay. So you said yeah. you have an I-10 rather than the uh, social security number, right? I had a social security number, but once you lose your visa, once you leave, you have to give it up. So now I have an I-10. Okay. Ah, it's too bad for all the U.S. investing. I've <laughs> <laughs> used SSN for everything over there. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they love it. Um, let's, let's, so you... you did a bit of your story there. Let's talk about the, the real estate, uh, real estate investing story. Yeah. So I guess it's sort of, uh, my first rental was not by choice. So like I said, when I moved to Florida, um, I moved there 2006 around there, we built our house and I remember standing right in front of it. I think it was November. And I was saying to myself, it was in the height of the craziness, um, right before the crash. So standing in front of it, I remember saying to myself, we should sell this thing because we can make probably like 200 grand. But I was waiting for my wife and kid to come and meet me. So that wasn't an option. Yep. We moved in. I think it was like maybe three months later, the crash happened. Uh. <laughs> it was like, it was literally like you woke up one morning and it just, it, you didn't know what, what hit you. It was, it was insane. Um, so what happened was long story short again, yeah, uh, we lived there for a few years. Um, the wife wanted to come back to Canada. So we did. Tried to sell the house, couldn't, because um, again, it was right in the middle of all that crap. Yep. And so we ended up renting it. Yep. Had had to hold it or rent it for about eight years before it actually, the value got back up to what it cost for me to build, not buy. If we bought, we would have been totally screwed, but we built. Yep. So it still took eight years to get us back to even. So we did sell it eight years later. Okay. <laughs> and then, so that was my first rental. So I rent, rented it for about eight years and then and how did your uh, rental go? Like you were, you, it would cash flow. It actually would make money yeah. more than what it cost. Okay. We rented it for about, this was back in, I'll say 2010. I started renting it. Yeah. Um, I think we we're getting 1450 for a three bed, two bath, um, 2000 square feet. Yeah. So I learned a lot about the type of tenants I want to from that. Like I was, what I started with, like what I see a lot of new time investors do now, they want the 700 plus credit score, amazing salary. Um, great credit history. And I did that for the first two or three. And I found out they're just using my place as a stop until they buy a place. Yeah. <laughs> so you're so you every year. Yeah. Yeah. So every year it was like clockwork. They left, they left, they left. And I was like, okay, screw this. I'm going to try out something. So now I'm like, I don't care if it's 500. I look for 500 between 500 and 600 credit score um, and a decent job. And that when I, when I've done that, my tenants stayed for three years and in my other places, same thing. They've stayed for more than two or three years each. 
you know what, you know, that's a great tip. <laughs> and yeah, so it, I just, you know, you learn the hard way, whatever, yeah. but, and they're great tenants. So it's. So how do perfect. you run these things? Do you use property management or do you still like self-manage them? Cause you were there or. Yeah, I self-manage them and my parents still live there. Right. So okay. I do have that to lean back on, but I do know a property manager in the area if I needed it, but basically the way it works, um, I have a bank, bank account at a small us bank there. I'll say small. It's just mainly in the state of Florida. And they have a program called Zell. It's like our e-transfer. Okay. Yep. So I just get the rent deposited automatically to that. If something happens, they call me like recently. Um, I just called, I got a handyman and some plumbers, electricians. I just call them, go fix it and pay them through that Zell app. That works. <laughs> so it's working so far. The only thing where it might come in, right, especially now during Corona is if you have to find a new tenant, right? Like yeah. usually I would, why not fly down there? It used to be a cheap flight through Swoop. Yep. I mean, why not go, especially right now in February, fly to Florida for a week or two just to find some oh, tenants. Yeah. But now you're sort of screwed, right? So um, if I didn't have my parents, like they just meet the people there. But then I would probably, especially right now, use the um, property managers for that. Right. And this, this Zelle app, like, is it like, you, it's kind of like the email money transfer, right? Like, is it? You yeah, need, so e-transfer, you just, exactly. Yeah, so you just need their email address. Yeah. Because like some of them, I, I have some with my bank, but a lot of times you need more information, which sometimes it works for certain kinds of transfers and it doesn't, like if you're going to pay contractors, they're always okay to give you like a, a bank account number to deposit, but some people yeah. are like, no. Yeah, I know. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like the last guy I called, I never met him, right? Yeah. I just, I found him on Facebook. Um, I went to one of those Facebook groups for the city and just asked for some recommendations. I got like five or six. Yeah. So I called two, one of them answered me and I was like, I thought he'd think I'm some scammer. I don't know, go show up to this house, <laughs> never met you and I'll pay you when you're done. Yeah. But he was fine with it because it was only a few hundred bucks, I guess, but uh, it worked pretty good. So yeah, it's exactly like e-transfer. Basically I just need their cell phone number. I guess their bank has to support it, right? It's not like banking in the States is different than here, right? Here we got the top four banks that all do the same thing. Yeah. There, there's so many different banks and they're not as big, so they can't pour that money into technology like they do in Canada. Yeah. Um, so yeah, your bank has to, their bank has to support. Right. Okay. So you, you had these properties for a bunch of years. Some of them, I guess the first one you would have bought while you were there. So you would have had your social security number for that at that point. Right. Yeah, so, right. um, what kind so that way you that one you have lots of options for the other one were you using your iTIN for the purchase or were you still using some other oh, yeah yeah so these two that I have now um yeah so subsequent to the house that I had mm -hmm. um I used my iTIN yeah so which is pretty easy but again I did it there right so um I went to a accountant yeah so again I, while I was there I had to call I, I use this philosophy for everything. Like you always have to call at least three people before you get someone who knows what they're talking about. <laughs> yeah. um, so I called three accounts. The first two had no idea what I was talking about, even though they advertised it on, on the web. Yeah. Um, and so I finally got a hold of one, went there, did it. They It was quick, had my passport. They did it within half an hour and 200 bucks, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I had it like a couple weeks later. And I've used that one ever since. So yeah, I do do the, uh, the end of the year, I file my taxes in the U.S. Cool. 
So then for, if you're using it, your I-10 then for lending, are, are you using a Canadian bank, using some of the, the American banks, your, maybe your previous history you had with the other bank? No, I wish I still had my, I had my, my credit score's gone because I've been gone for so long in the States. Right. Um, so I, I did call my bank that I banked with and I got a horrible, I think it was 8% and a 4-1 arm, um, which I'm looking to take advantage of in the States, especially for rentals, the 30-year, the rate that never changes, right? Um, so that I could not get with an American bank. So I called at that point, this is a few years ago, TD and RBC were the only ones I knew of. Yep. So again, I called RBC again, called three people because the first person I got at RBC gave me the same spiel, like 8% for one arm. I'm like, no, I'm Canadian. I'm looking for the 30 year mortgage. Like, no, no, we can't do that for you. So I called another person. They said the same thing. So I said, okay, forget RBC. <laughs> so I called TD. Yeah. And right away, the first person was like, yeah, we can do it. Uh, 30 year. At that time, citizens were getting 4%. Yeah. So me as an investor out of state, they said, you have to do, I'll give you 5% at 30 year. Okay. So I said, sure, I'll take that. Yeah. And I called recently for another one. And it, the recent rate it got over the phone was uh, 3.8. Yeah. No, it's, it's going, everything's going down right now. <laughs> yeah. Both countries. <laughs> So yeah. yeah, so you're 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 buying them there, uh, and then it, you did like it was a full like thirty thirty. It wasn't. There's no arms, no nothing. Nope. Yeah, um, no, because I didn't want that. Just first, because I'm not there, and second, just as a rental, I find it valuable to know your costs forever, right? I mean, rents are are always going to go up. Yeah. Oh yeah. And no. yes, the rate, the rate, yeah, the rates are going down now. Yeah, for sure. But you never know; they could go up. So I, for my rentals, I just like to have the steady fixed forever. Oh. I totally agree. I preach the same thing because I'm like, you know what? You can always break that, right? And yeah. um, if some, you know, catastrophe, some sort of great recession comes again, you can, you'll have financing that makes it through that period. It's not going to expire right. and you're looking for financing when there isn't any. Right. <laughs> you don't want that. <laughs> and I'm not sure about it, but I think I understand to refi in the States, there's no, I don't think there's a fear. At least there's not a disgusting, crazy fee like we have here. Uh, yeah, there's it, the, the refis still have one, depending on how you do really? it. A lot. Yeah, okay. I'm usually paying for um, a loan origination fee and then points. So it can add up and it, it it's, you know, reasonable if you as the properties get more expensive. But when you get right. cheap, a lot of them are flat fees. And you're like, yeah. man, I'm like, I just paid $2,500 for a, you know, a loan origination fee. You're like, right. wow, on a like cheap house. That's a lot, right? Right. Percentage wise. Um, so you have, since you did TD, um, I'm guessing, right. I'm, I'm not sure, but I'm guessing you had to personally guarantee this loan. It wasn't like based to a corp. I don't think the Canadian banks no, no. do it to the corp. Yes. So even for taxpayers, I don't have a corp. I am looking into it to mm -hmm. see if it's better. Like there's no LLC or nothing. Um, yeah. But as I get more, I'm going to look into it more. But I'm just basically yeah, filing as an individual. Cool. And what were some of the criteria they gave you for this loan? Like, did, did they say, uh, you know, you probably had a certain, you know, you may not even know this, but I, like I never knew when I was doing my Canadian investing, but uh, like, was it a certain um, uh, debt service ratio? Was they were doing all that qualification, like just like yeah. you're in Canada, right? Yeah. Behind the scenes, like it, I don't know exactly what they went through, but even right now, like the first mortgage agent I used at TD, I've tried calling him for the past three months, emailing, never got a call back. Yeah. So I had to call somebody else. So this, this woman, she's actually from Toronto and TD moved her to Naples in Florida just for this to handle Canadians. Yeah. 
so she said, yeah, I can just over the phone, I'll give you a 3.8, but I still have to do all my um, digging into your credit. But yeah, so they do all that in the background for sure. But they take your Canadian, like they go to Equifax Canada yeah. for your credit score. Um, and then I sent all my, same as here, my employment, my T4s, my everything. Cool. And then did, yeah. did they, is there restrictions on how many loans you can get with like these Canadian banks? Yeah, so they, they count your primary in Canada as one. And you're, so you're allowed four total, including your one primary in Canada. Okay. So, so. <laughs> that's where you get maxed out, right? Yeah, they get maxed out quick. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, and then I wonder if like, I'm just thinking about myself personally, if they would count ones that are in corporations or they would consider that like a whole different thing. I guess I'd have to have the conversation with TD probably. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Um, but my, I don't know, my thought is if, whether it's right or wrong. I mean, I'm getting three and 4% as opposed to eight. So I'll take my, I'll max out my four with them yep. and then move on to, I'm going to call it Desjardins. I'm going to call them because I know you mentioned that too, right? So yeah, yeah. Which it was, I never thought of. When I was talking to Mark Younger, he was saying that there's a lot of the Canadian banks are down there. Um, a lot of them, yeah. what's tricky is uh, some of them have changed their name when they're in the U.S. So, right. <laughs> so I, I know that, uh, well, I've heard that CIBC has uh, an equivalent, but it's not called CIBC at all. Um, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I think they, they buy someone else. Yeah, and just keep the name. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And so then there's, you know, the Desjardin National, HSBC, Royal Bank, and TD Bank, and Abimo Harris. Are yeah. The, yeah. I think that's the list. Um, if, if someone's listening to this and I missed one, put it in the comments because I'm sure a lot of other people will be interested in this, having that information. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of the lending process. Oh, how long do they take to close these things? When I was talking to, uh, I think, Royal Bank, they were saying like, no, it's TD. We were also talking to TD, and it was like three months to close a loan. Is, is that accurate? No. So what they, <laughs> what they did tell me now is right now they've, in the States, they're seeing, they've never seen this many refi requests in their history. So if <laughs> there's a three-month backlog for that, they told me. Okay. Um, but that's another thing. Too. So for TD, I got to say it went smoothly. I, like, I have nothing bad to say about it. It was a really good process. I'd recommend using TD if you're going to go that way. Yeah. Um, but that's another thing too. So the mortgage process, but also the buying process is totally different in the States than in Canada. Um, so like, I don't know if you want to go into that, but yeah, yeah, let's do so, it. So we were talking about the mortgage process, how here we got to renew every five years there. It's 30 years, same, same percentage. Yeah. But when you buy, so when you buy in Canada, let's say it's March 1st, you put an offer, you got five days in a normal normal market, you got five days to say, I'll get my financing all in order. Yeah. And then within that five days, it's done and you're gonna close 99.9% .9 of the time when your closing date comes, which is usually 60 days. So March 1st, I buy the house, March 5th, I, everything's all cleared, my financing is good and I'll move in May 1st yeah. in the States it's totally different. You basically put in an offer and you say, um, I'll give you this much and we'll close in. It's usually 45 to 60 days. Mine was, I did 45. Okay. So from offer date, March 1st, you're moving in April 15th. We'll say okay. the banks don't even look at it until April 1st. So in the States, the saying, if the sale's not done until the checks in the mail is true. So you can, April 1st, they'll look at it and it could die April 13th because your financing isn't good. And the sellers have wasted 45 days waiting for you. Um, 
So I talked to agents there and they said they, they wish they had it, their process the way we did it. Um, so I found that different, right? That was totally different, totally unexpected. I had to learn that as I went. I was asking questions of everybody. And um, so basically learned that, that, that difference. Well, so, it's a huge difference. And like, I just went through the same thing when I was flipping a property and the first seller, you know, we waived all the conditions. We're ready to close and you wait a while. And they're like, yeah, our financing fell through. We weren't done. And we're like, <laughs> yeah. wait, what? <laughs> like we've taken this thing off the market. <laughs> right. And that's, what's crazy. So yeah, that's you're, you're taking a gamble almost with every, every person you deal with. So that was a big difference for me. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons they say cash is king in the U S right? Like yeah. <laughs> if you, if the current person's closing cash, you, there's a, like, it's a much more certain <laughs> that it's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, that, that, those are two things that are different, right? Cash in Canada just means I'm not adding a financing clause. <clears throat> oh, I know another cash difference too is sometimes like, you know, the, this is the closing date and in Canada, that's the closing date and yeah, in yeah. the U S it could be three, days later or yeah. whenever the lender gets their act together and are ready to close. Right. Which is, yeah. So that's, and if you're used to buying in Canada, selling in Canada and that happens, you could be sued. like stressing yeah. out, right? Oh yeah. <laughs> Cause you think, you think, oh my God, I'm gonna get sued or something's gonna happen because it didn't close, but no, it's, it's just normal process there. I know I, I, it, it terrified me some of my first properties. Cause I was like, Oh my God, if the, you know, the, the lender's not ready. And I'm like, what? I'm like, I know. <laughs> like what's going to happen? <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, don't worry about it. We're just stressed out for them. <laughs> yeah. They're all calm as a cucumber. You're like, how are you so calm? <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's a, it's a different world, but that's awesome. Um, cool. So, uh, anything else you want to tell us about your, your story or lending or anything else? No, and I just, the reason I chose the States too, um, mm -hmm. at the time, Canada, trying to find a single family that cash flows. Like I know here, a lot of people don't really look at cash flow too, too closely as long because they count on the appreciation. They, they pretty appreciate much. so well. <laughs> yeah. So, but my thing, my thing was, I want the cash flow just in case something happens. I want that, that buffer there. Um, yep. so that was why I looked there. So yeah, because the places I got there, the town, their townhouses, yep. um, Three bed, two bath, twelve hundred square feet. No garage, but um, two car parking right in front. Yeah, got them for one really cheaper than my one I got last year was one hundred and thirty. Yeah, and renting it out for twelve fifty, and already rent's gone up to I could probably get thirteen fifty if they left, or if I wanted to raise it. Yeah. So, speaking of that, you're in Florida, right? So you yeah. what's the rules on raising rent there? you want <laughs> yes I, that's what i thought i'm like i'm pretty sure it's like a lot of the states where it's at least all the landlord friendly states i pick usually it's um alabama's a little different but most of them are um 30 days notice you raise it whatever you like yeah. alabama you can raise it whatever you like but on lease renewals it's like semi-contract state so it, this okay. is your contract for one year when the contract's up it's a whole it's void. Right. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. And that's another difference, right? Where it's a big difference if you have rentals here to there. Um, also the eviction process. I haven't had to do it yet, but I've heard um, it's pretty easy. You just you give them a nine day notice and then call the sheriff and the actual sheriff, which is like the cops. And then yeah. <laughs> and that's all you do. Yep. And that's the perk of Florida. It's yeah. evictions are different everywhere, but they're like listed in the top five for evictions. Yeah. And I chose Florida too. One, cause I know it. Like I've yeah. lived there. I, I even, the, the area that I have my rentals, I lived 10 minutes away. So I know the area. Um, and it's growing, right? 
everybody's taken off to Florida and they have been for like the past, past 10 years, especially right now. Cause it's the only place that's open almost. So <laughs> even within the States, not only is it warm, it's a, it's an awesome place to live. Like that's, I can vouch for that. Cause I did it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's always growing. People are always, I think it's the top, top five States. I think we're better people are migrating to, and it has been for quite a while. That's great. What, which market did you pick in, uh, in Florida? Like, what do you mean? Like Jacksonville, Tampa, oh, Miami, where, whereabouts are you? Just, I'm just outside Orlando. Outside Orlando. Okay. Yeah. Like it's, it's considered, it's a suburb 10 minute drive. You're at Disney. So nice. Tricky part about rallying right around there is certain certain counties you can Airbnb and certain counties you can't. But I guess you're doing long term holds, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Airbnb, I would think there's a lot more like remotely. It's a lot more work, right? You definitely need um, a property manager, I would think. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> Everyone. Yeah. I'm always surprised what some people can pull off, but that's true. Yeah. <laughs> But you think about it, like for compared Airbnb compared to what you're doing, right? Um, you still need like a handyman in your pocket, right? You'll need, or like, you know, all the different sort of trades for what could go wrong that you could send run somebody over. Um, and then it's just like move in as long as you get some uh, automated locks or something and you could yeah. uh, you know, have some sort of way of changing it. You have the internet there probably. I think almost every Airbnb <laughs> has their internet now. Uh, and, and a cleaner, I guess. Yeah. A cleaner. I think the cleaner is the big the big thing yeah. but if you're in orlando there's probably cleaners everywhere <laughs> and that's i would assume that'd be an amazing spot for the airbnb right because of disney so yep. universal and everything so that would, yeah something to look yeah. into for sure yeah yeah who knows uh, that's why we were like thinking about like maybe getting like a four unit or something like and then airbnb one of one or two of them and then having yeah. eight, one or two long-term ones and just so that we got a little bit of even and we got a little bit of high and low and a little bit right. of everything just to try yeah. and smooth out the edges right that's the hard part with you only have a with a couple properties you're like it's to risk it all in airbnb or you know it's it's a big jump <laughs> i'm so amazed here i know some airbnbs in residential areas that are always booked i'm like you think who would want to rent here every like every week but oh. it's always full yep same here in ontario like i, I was even like debating like I debated, but I didn't want to actually live with tenants in my basement. But I'm like, yeah, I got like right where I'm sitting right now. I got a lot of square footage here, and I'm like, and it's finished. I'm like, and a side door, like side. I could put a side entrance. Was, anyway, that's a totally different subject. <laughs> 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 but uh, people rent their basements and they rent them out consistently. And yeah, no, for sure. And that's the way to do it here, right? That's I'm gonna. I want to start doing things here too, but it would be duplexing probably. Um, just because again you, you have to there's no other choice in ontario you can't just it's hard to find a single family where you're actually close to um cash flowing where you're not bleeding money so that is something i'm looking into here i want to start soon yeah no that's a it is a great strategy that works like there's always a couple of things that are like people always think i'm not gonna preach all u.s stuff there's a couple yeah. strategies that work really well in ontario and one yeah, is duplex no, sure. conversions like those work yeah. phenomenal people are always like, but do you do that in the States? I'm like, no, because people don't want to live in the basement <laughs> or there's yeah. no basements. <laughs> right. Florida. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 We were looking but at I mean, here. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Here, here's the appreciation is crazy. Right. So it's good to have both the States. I just find the state having things in the States is also sort of insurance policy. Mm -hmm. um, just because prices, even now they, they are seeing some multiple offers, but they're not getting 200 grand over there. I'm talking like they're getting 10 grand over 
20 grand over and that's that's rare for them in florida so it's it gives you that insurance policy where the prices do remain the same and if anything like the crash they go down but you're still getting the same the rents never change that's one thing as i said i was getting 1450 in the middle of the crash yeah. for a two bedroom which our three bedroom house which is not too far off in florida for what you get now maybe i don't know you might i haven't looked into the detached but you might get 16 to two grand which yeah. is not much right so the the rents do not even with a real estate crash and sale prices the rents pretty much always stay the same yeah so <laughs> awesome um Pete, people wanted to get a hold of you. What's the best way to do so? I got my website, I guess, palermore.com, which is P-A-L-E-R-M-O-R-E for real estate.com. It's got my cell on there, email, all that good stuff. And you said you, Facebook. you said you're a realtor too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you can, you can Three go max, yeah. call, call Pete up and uh, he can find you some duplex conversions for you. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on the show, Pete. I, uh, I really appreciate it. We haven't ever so far, like, I don't know what we're up to when this airs, it'll probably be 150 episodes. And we've never really talked about the Canadian banks in the US, which is great that we finally touched on that. It's, it's a big I mean, topic. Yeah. And it's the only way you're getting reasonable rates, really, right? When I say reasonable, I mean, below, below five, which yeah. do make a difference, right? So yeah. like I said, the first time when yeah, when I first moved there, this was not even an option. Like there was no Canadian banks there. So now it is. So, and I've no problems at all. It was a smooth process and I totally recommend it. Awesome. Thanks so much, Pete. All right. Thanks.